welcome back. So today is all about learning how to learn. I don't think we really talk about it, but learning's just the first step in the whole learning process. And it makes a lot of sense looking back why it's really easy to forget what we learn, especially in school. So this is based off the video by The Future on YouTube. So if you want to see that video or the video of this podcast, then have a look at the descriptions. Awesome. Let's jump straight into it. Hey guys, welcome back. So today we are delving really deeply into this YouTube video called How to Learn Anything for Self learners, I think it was. Yes, for creatives and self-learners. And so this applies to everyone. So whoever's listening right now, this applies to you heavily for everyone because we are all self-learners. Like we, we have to learn for ourselves in some way or another. Um, but I find it very ironic though how school itself doesn't teach us how to learn, like what are the skills to efficiently and practically learn. They just teach us sort of what to learn. And so this video does the opposite. It's really giving us the skills of how to learn for ourselves because we're doing it all the time. And he, the guy, Christo, he is talking about learning in a process. It's like a four or five part process where learning is just the first bit. It's the first part. But then you've also got reflecting, you've got implementing, you've got um, sharing. And all of these things I think that school only really does the first two. So we learn, figuratively, quote unquote, learn. And then we sort of output it, like we implement it, but it's through a test. So it doesn't really have the same emotional connection, all of which I will talk about though. So if you're interested in learning how to learn everything, it's it's quite, I think, quite accurate. Um, then keep listening. But before before that, um, I want to thank Mustafa my friend who linked me this video. And I'm really happy that I'm starting to be recognized as someone who likes education, (laughs) at least. So please keep linking. Please keep sending me stuff about education or about anything in general. If it's like a meme, I'm more than happy. (laughs) I'm really, really happy to see it. Uh, And the second thing, though, the second thing is I am releasing an ebook. This Sunday! Yay! Um, the 8th of November. Just trying to think of the date. 8th of November, it's going to be out. It's going to be like a rant, of course, about the education system in the form of writing and cartoons and stories. So it's not going to be your conventional, like, dry-ass material, like, dry, nothing, just textbook-looking thing. No, it's going to be quite different. And just, like, my opinions about it, what can be fixed, what is really shit that we need to change what works well. Anyway, enough about that. Let's go into the video itself. So, uh, what did I want to... Okay, so I wanted to start with the fact that this video exists. It is a video about how to learn effectively on the internet for anyone to access in, like, you just need an internet connection and you will access so much stuff, so many resources. And I think right now, that's really emphasizing to me that we can learn anything. Knowledge is not scarce. We have, it, it's so easy to access everything. So what is scarce and also what is the first step to the learning process is curiosity. So having the intrinsic motivation to want to find out more 
without someone like nagging you to do it or having an incentive like a test. Even though that's not an incentive, that's more like a like a punishment, a punishment if you don't do it. So the first step is to ask good questions because when you're curious, you start to really analyze what you're learning and, and what alternatives you have. And Chris said something, which is, when we observe, the world becomes our school, everything becomes our teacher. Let me just say that again. When we observe... The world becomes our school. Everything becomes our teacher. And it's true because it's not to say that school is the only place that you learn. Like the world, what you notice around you when you're curious is that you can learn a lot from just the things that are happening around you normally. And this sort of channels into Tara's um, Tara's book, Educated, which I talked about last week, where her true education came from her reflecting over her life and, and really what she learnt throughout her life journey. And another thing I really like about this quote is that uh, we don't need to rely on a, a teacher, quote-unquote teacher, from a formal school because, again, knowledge and everything is abundant. But we forget that we're our own best teacher in the fact that we know exactly what we know and what we lack and what we need to work on. And it's just very interesting because we don't give ourselves the um, recognition that we actually are a great teacher for ourselves. Uh, and so, yeah, when we observe, the world becomes our school. And learning. So learning is the first part of the process and only the first part. So the second is critical thinking. And and critical thinking actually is sort of in the umbrella of the first part uh, where you have a lot of knowledge. You're learning a lot of things, but you need to find a way to actually decipher and start to you know, logically reason. Like what is right? What is valid? What seems a little bit dodgy. So in the implementing process, it's about churning out your thoughts into actual actions. It's practically applying what you've just learned and critically analyzed into a real life situation. So Chris really talks about it to creative arts students because that's his major audience um, in the forms of like drawing, of composing, dancing, something like that, where it's very obvious. But even if it's not creative arts, if it's science, if it's English, you know, it, it's still very easy to apply. So in the form of a blog post, um, implementing what techniques you've learned into a blog post. Or if it's a science class, chemistry, the most logical way is to do a science experiment for yourself in a lab. And ironically, school doesn't do these practical things enough. It's mainly do a test, a written test, and cool. Okay, let's move on. Like you don't learn anything because you haven't really done the tangible steps to understand it, you know? And when you haven't made anything, it doesn't really connect to you because we, we learn through doing. We don't learn through thinking alone. Uh, and the saddest thing is that we fear practicals the most. We, we <laughs> just actively avoid them because they require that we know stuff, you know, like really know it and are able to apply it into a situation. So even if you're book smart, even if you know everything theoretically, that does not mean that you know you do science and then you're able to do a kid like dissect a cadaver and know what you're doing. It's very different, super different. Um, and I got a lot of practical exam 
anxiety. I hated it. Like it was so tough. So the next bit after implementing is reflection, like reflecting over what you've just learned, reflecting over what you've just practiced. Like he asks the questions, what was most useful to me? What can I apply and how can I apply it in my life? I like to add like, what did I learn? Like what worked for me? What didn't work for me? How can I improve for next time? And all of these things, again, school doesn't really get us to reflect. It's not required. You know, we, we learn in a class, then we implement on a test and then we rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And we never really think about what we've just learned and how it's relevant to us. We never get the time, honestly. We're juggling like six subjects. So when do we even get the time to reflect? Oh, and also Chris talks about the idea of addictive consumption. Addictive consumption, where we do the first part of the process, the learning, too much. And we don't do anything else. We don't reflect. We don't share. We don't, oh, wait, that was the last bit. We don't implement. We don't reflect. We don't share. Addictive consumption is when you watch, say, say you're watching four Vsauce videos in a row. That, I mean, that's well-intentioned. You're learning a lot. But at the same time, by watching so many in just one shot of time and not even one shot of time, one period of time, you're not actually conceptualizing the ideas and you're not outputting it in some way. And so Chris recommends, you know, outputting after every input. Because I used to do this a lot where I'd just consume so much information and I'd feel empty. I didn't feel like I learnt much. I, I just felt like it wasn't able to actually be conceptualized in my brain. So then I just forgot it quite soon. So being able to share and implement what you learn afterwards. So sharing is a last step. And this is what Chris says about Sharing is sort of like teaching, you know, where you have a friend and you just explain a little bit of what you learned in a Vsauce video. And when you do that, you're able to articulate your thoughts in an understandable way. You know, you could know everything, but are you able to explain it well? That's also a skill in itself. And so it could be that, you know, if you don't have a friend to talk about this stuff because they can't be bothered learning about it, you can share it. He says, like, share it in a tweet write a blog post about it, um, film yourself doing something and or go to an aged care and teach them. Like there are so many ways to share and that's actually how you learn. Isn't that like a recommendation that schools say? Like uh, the best way to learn is to teach another classmate. I, I feel like the best way to learn is to teach someone who doesn't understand the concept at all. And so you really have to teach in a very basic super basic way. And when you're forced to articulate, you can gain a lot of clarity over what you don't know and what you know. I think we've all had the experience where if we're reflecting over something or talking to someone about a topic, we end up having an epiphany moment or or some sort of like revelation where we just go, I never thought of it that way. And the more you say things, the more you're able to articulate it. So as often as you can, just find and force someone to talk to. You know what? I think that is it. I, I basically just, again, word vomited. I don't actually know how cohesive and coherent <laughs> this episode was because, yeah, my brain's just a bit fried. But this is the video in a nutshell. So to sum up, basically, we have the first part of the process, which is the learning. So having the curiosity to learn then reflecting over what you've just learned, being able to critically analyze 
contradicting evidence, and then implementing. So in the form of a practical lab experiment or an essay that you write um, or, you know, something that you can conceptualize and start to articulate what you've just learnt. Uh, and in not in the form of a test, that's cheating, like in a form of somewhere where you voluntarily do it, right? Uh, and what else? Okay, after you implement also, you again reflect, then you share, you articulate, you share, you talk to a friend, you explain something, and the most beneficial yes is when they don't really understand the concept, so you have to really talk basic, uh, and that tests yourself. And... I think that is it. Oh, also balance your input with the output. So sharing, implementing is your output and reflecting. You want to do that every time you learn something new. You want to consolidate that knowledge so that it doesn't just, you know, you fart it out and then you lose it because you haven't finished the learning process. So I hope that's been coherent for you. Like, I hope you enjoyed it. And... Look out for the ebook coming out soon, and I will see you next week. Bye!